Hey, what's going on? My name is Dr. Dustin. I'm a country urge physical therapist and personal trainer in Nashville and Franklin, Tennessee. And welcome to the High Ticket Physical Therapy Podcast, where we're going to talk about mindset, marketing, and sales. Everything that you need to sell what you do at prices that make sense so you can take the best care of your customers. Thanks for joining into the show. It looks like we are live in the High Ticket Physical Therapy group. Um, most of you guys know who I am, but you don't know who this gentleman is. My name is Dr. Dustin. I am a concierge physical therapist and personal trainer in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, and I work with executives, business owners, um, and I even have some artists that I work with. But enough about me. You guys came here today because you wanted to learn from a gentleman who who is a high performance business coach. His name is Mr. Gary Gray. He actually is in Columbia, Tennessee, just south of me down here um, in Franklin. Um, Mr. Gary Gray, he, uh, Gregory Gray left corporate in 2010. He has bought and sold, uh, bought, sold, and currently owns several businesses. He's a high performance coach with an online university to affect positive education and transformation. He is the host of the Business Owner Freedom Podcast. Uh, and he most recently wrote a book in, I think it was in December. You have to correct me if I'm correct. wrong there. Yep, he correct. just wrote a book in December called The Business Owner Freedom, uh, tra Transform Your Business to Create the Lifestyle You Desire. Guys, thank you so much for joining. And Mr. Gray, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the, on the show today. It's my pleasure. Glad to be here. Awesome. Did we catch it? Did, was that everything? Did we get it all in there? That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I like to get, just get through that stuff, right? Let's just get to the meat. <laughs> That's right. Let's get to the meat. Yeah. Uh, so guys, I've got, a, I've got a list of a bunch of questions. And, uh, and if you guys are on Facebook Live, I want you to just go ahead and comment live over here and just let me know that you're here uh, so I can say hi to you. Um, and then also too, I'm sure at some point we'll have some questions that we might be able to get Mr. Gray to answer. Um, and uh, anyway, let's just, let's just roll right into this, Mr. Gray. Um, number question number one I've got for you today is, um, and, I, and I'm sure you have seen this uh, across many, many different industries because I'm sure you've coached a ton of different people. Mm -hmm. But across industries, what is the common chokehold on a business, and particularly a new business? Because we're dealing with a lot of people that are solopreneurs, people who are very new to business. What is one of the most common chokeholds that you see in businesses? It's the same answer. It doesn't matter if it's a large business or a solopreneur. It always goes back to mindset and blind spots. Um, if you if you get your mindset right and you under, uncover your blind spots, so many things come together. And I don't even hesitate when I ask that question. I'm asked that question a lot. And it really doesn't matter the business because if you get those things figured out, um, so many different, you know, the dominoes start falling in place. And so that's where we spend a lot of our time. Gotcha. What is the most common to kind of tag on that? What is the most common problem with, with mindset um, and blind spots that you see with people then? Well, it kind of, that, that kind of gets a little more specific with, with, you know, a business has a lot of employees. A lot of times it goes back to leadership, how they're perceived and so forth with a solopreneur is probably the, the and, and I just spoke to some other uh, people that are solopreneurs just last weekend and they asked the same question and it's very simple. Do you, do you understand your true value? 
because if you don't get your value, you will undervalue everything you do. And it's not just um, pricing, but it's it's everything you bring to market. So do you really grasp the value you bring? And then do you have that confidence to bring that value? That's that's the chokehold for a solopreneur. Gosh, that is so good. And I can I can relate with that so much, Mr. Gray, is because I um, so if you guys are watching, there's eight of you on live right now. Comment below if you have ever struggled with your value. Uh, and not just monetarily wise, like personally, uh, relationally, all the things that go into value, go ahead and just put it in the comments and just let us know. Because I mean, I'm, I'm sure that like we're not the only ones that have struggled with this. And, the, and I'm sure the therapist that you work with, uh, I think, what, was it last week that you yes. talked with them? Last week. And they have the same exact thing. Mm. That's that's amazing. Uh, Will Boyd on, on Facebook saying definitely. Um, well, I mean, I have to admit, I had that, you know, when I first started out in 2010, went from the corporate world to, to uh, uh, consulting and, and coaching. I mean, I had the same problem. And I remember a, a gentleman that was where I wanted to be. And I called him and I was standing in my front yard. Back then I lived in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I was standing in my front yard and I asked him, I said, hey, I need you to give me some advice. He said, will you do anything I tell you to do? I said, hey, if it'll get me where I need to be. He goes, okay, I'm going to tell you one thing. He goes, double your prices. And he hung the phone up. Come on. No way. And I went, what? <laughs> so I did. And oh two weeks later, I called him. So okay, I've doubled my prices. It scared me to death. I actually got more work because of it. And I had a, I had a big contract sitting on my desk to do consulting for a company. And it was either going to be a $50,000 contract or a hundred thousand dollar contract. But if I doubled it, I doubled it and I still got it. And I, and I talked to him two weeks later. I said, man, that was genius. Now, now what? He goes, double him again. He hangs up again. And I went, okay, I get, I don't even need to call him anymore. I get yeah. the point. The point was you're worth more start acting like it. Yeah. And so if you want to attract better clients, if you want to attract the people that you really want to work with, you have to act like you're working with them. And so there's a, there's a risk factor there in our brains that just blows up and we go, wait a minute, if I, if I raise my price, even 20%, you know, am I going to cut my, my sales revenue in half? Well, yeah, if you don't exhibit the value that goes along with it, sure. So you have to step your game up. But if you step your game and you're pricing at the same time, it's a win-win. Gosh, yeah, that is so, so true. And I, I had to find, I found the exact same thing. Like when I first started, and we didn't go over this when I, when I was talking to you before we got on the call, but when I first started, and people in the group know this, I started out at 85 bucks for a 45-minute session. That's wow. where I started at. Um, and man, you talk about going from, I'm just, just think about the, the $50,000 deal. I'm just like, oh my gosh, that right there is a mind blower to me. Uh, but, but I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's yeah. what we all deal with. Every single one of us deal with that same issue of value when it comes to what we're delivering for a client. So I, I'm going to ask you another question on that. Why is it that we get hung up on our value um, is it more related to like, are we just not sure of our results or are we just not confident that people will buy the result that we get? What, what's, what's going on there? What would you say, Mr. Ray? Well, it depends on where you are in your process. If you're a brand new, it's, it's a lot of it has to do with the result piece that you just mentioned. Yep. So if you don't have a proven program that you've taken somebody through over and over and over again, you may be okay. doubting the fact that you actually can get the result for them that they want. So that, that is a good place to start. Okay. So um, you need to, you need to really productize your offering. Mm-hmm. So if you just go in, like I'm a, I'm a business coach. If I just go in and start coaching their business, yeah, I could do it, you know, off the cuff and do pretty well at it. Cause I've done it for 10 over 10 years now. But 
I'm actually a better winner and I can actually get more value and actually sell better when I have it productized. And we have a program that we call that, you know, it's our roadmap and, and we have it all built out in software. And so they see this product and they go, okay, I can touch it and feel it, even though it's the same thing that I'm taking them through without the product. And so having that product will help a lot. So if you have a program or a package, if you will, that you can show them that helps yeah. for, for somebody that's actually been doing it for a while, it may just come back to uh, some hangups in, in this. I mean, it could have come from your childhood, even where mm -hmm. you have a money issue where you're like, okay, I, I can't, I can't go to a certain level because I have this money hang up. So you may have to do some introspective work if you find, and I've had to do this before. So way you're raised could have a lot to do with the perspective of how you're pricing things. Cause you think, okay, if I get over a hundred thousand dollars a year, I've never done that before. I don't deserve to do that. So it's a whole different discussion. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not a psychologist. I can't help you fix that, but I can help you identify that that's a blind spot that you may not have. And so I know I've had coaches in my career where I've gone out and had them work on things like that for so i'd hit another roadblock you know and if, and if you have never read the book the big leap you should read uh, read the book the big leap and it talks about the upper limit challenge this is yeah. what we're talking about here it's the upper limit challenge and i have busted through several of those in the last several years myself and when you do it clears the air and you can go places you've never been before so gosh there are so many ways i could take that and i <laughs> i just i want to hit this really fast because um, I, one of my first clients is actually a really good friend of mine. He, he hit on that on me so hard mm. because that's where I was stuck. Um, he's a very wealthy individual, lives over in the Green Hills area. You've seen the houses up there. They're just mm. ginormous. Mm. Um, and he just looked at me one day and he goes, Dustin, the reason you don't like, he was, we were sitting around in, in his house, mm -hmm. a $3.5 million home. I'll never, I, I never, ever forget the feel, the look, the aesthetic of the home. And he just looks at me, goes, hey, Dustin, um, do you feel like you could own this house? And I go, I was like, what? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I, I was like, no. Uh, he said, that's exactly why you'll never own it. And I was like, holy smokes. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't get there, and he would always talk about you get there before you get there. Right. Right. You, you have to get there in your mind. You have to, you have to actually see yourself as owning this house, turning the key in the lock, walking in and this being, this is my space mm -hmm. that I own. So that is, that is so good. Um, one thing I want to go back to, mm -hmm. you said, you mentioned productize your business and offer. And I, I actually spoke to our mentor people last night. These are, those are the people that joined the, the mentor program. Where we're going over in depth, how to do seals. Mm -hmm. I was actually going over the avatar um, of your customer. And we were talking about last night, having a process, right. a, basically like a, a, something real quick that people can look at like four steps, something that way they can look at how important is that? And what would you suggest for us to do um, as business owners for uh, productizing or uh, creating a process? Well, I think, I think it's just as important for the client as it is for yourself. Cause once mm -hmm. you have that clear in your mind, now you, your confidence level goes up. So we have, we have something that we created that was called the four steps to business freedom. Now we've renamed it now called the business on purpose roadmap, but it was four steps and, it, and I take every business owner through it. It's a 12 month process. So it's not a simple four steps. And so when a business owner signs up with us, we know exactly how many modules are carrying them through, how long the modules should take. I mean, there's a confidence factor there. So if, if you're going, okay, great. I don't have that. I don't know how to build that. 
what's what's the same stuff that you do 80% of the time for every client? What do you do over and over and over? Yeah. That's your product. That's your system. Mm -hmm. Now, every business owner I deal with, they're going to have some little nuances in their business, but 80% or 85% of what we do is that that roadmap that we teach over and over and over. We coach yeah. them through it. Yeah. People say, well, why don't they just take the roadmap and run with it then? Well, I had a guy ask me that yesterday. He goes, well, if you just give me the roadmap, I can do it myself. I said, well, you might, mm -hmm. but this is where the benefit of coaching or therapy or having a guide comes in play, right? Because a lot of people you hand the roadmap to, and then they they see everything's there, what they should do. Yeah. And they still can't do it. Yep. Cause they need, they need that guide. So don't be scared. People are scared of putting all the secret sauce out there. I'm like, give them the secret sauce yeah. and let them go, oh, I want to do that. And then they'll go, I mean, I got to hire them because I got to get this done. Yeah. So, so what are you doing repetitively with your clients over and over again that you can productize? Because that is your system. That is your program. That's amazing. See, we, we, we get caught in the minutiae on that so much. Mm -hmm. and, and especially in physical therapists, I'm sure it's the same in other businesses too, but yeah. I know for us, we get caught up in like, well, I don't want to like make it such a system because ah, then there's no customization and there's no customer interaction. And like, what would you say to somebody that says that just get over themselves? Is that what yeah, that's saying? why I was laughing because <laughs> I, I laugh and I think, yeah, but if you have no system, now you have no bedrock to which to work from. Okay. So, you know, it's like having a foundation of the house. You're saying, I want to keep it completely custom but the custom home even still has to have a foundation. Oh, so as you're, as you're carrying them through it, you got to give some sort of roadmap to them that they're going to follow. And then you customize it as you go in, in particular pieces. But if they have nothing to work from and nothing to see, mm -hmm. they can be confused from day one working with you and go, yeah, you know, so they're comparing you to say to your other competitors, the other competitors out there may have something that they can touch and feel. They're going to say, well, I, you know, these people seem to have their act together a little bit more. So if you keep yeah. it custom and never give them a, a base foundation, you're, you're doing yourself injustice. But, but here's the thing, let's just say all your competitors, you said, well, then now I'm going to be like everybody else. Everybody has a, has a, a, a foundation. No, now differentiate yourself by how, how are you going to take that to the next level? Yeah. Don't differentiate by being just purely custom differentiate by being that plus custom. Oh my gosh. That is, okay, if you guys didn't hear anything else the past like 10 <laughs> minutes, like, listen to that piece right there because I actually needed to hear that. That was amazing. Um, thank you, thank you so much for that. So you you typically deal with a 12 month process um, for, for people. Let me ask you this, um, because we, I have a lot of people that really want to serve every single person on the face of the planet. <laughs> um, are you searching like you, you're the person that has just told me you had a $50,000 product and then you went to a hundred thousand dollars and then the guy told you to double it again. Are you trying to search for every single person that creeps and crawls over this planet? Are you get? are you searching for people who want to do business with you? No, we have, we we're very specific about who we work with now. You know, we'll tell you on the, on the front end, does this work for every small business? Absolutely. Our, 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 our system works for every small business, but not every small business needs to work with us. Yeah. So we go in and when we, matter of fact, uh, yesterday talking to a small business owner and, and I was very clear with him, we were, we were talking to him about working with us and I said, okay, there's two key criteria. Once we kind of explained our roadmap and he, he got the whole, you know, he could see it because it was, a, it was a productized offering. And I said, there's two key criteria. And we say these over and over again. Number one, you have to be willing 
to do anything we tell you to do. Mm-hmm. And number two, you have to have more money coming in than going out right now. Cause we're not going to come in and salvage a company that's in bankruptcy. That's a whole different product we, yep. we do. And, and we say that over and over. And if they don't meet those two criteria, we want them to leave. So if you've got the egocentric business owner says, no, I'm not going to do everything you say. I'm going to just, I'm just going to pull pieces out. I'm going to say, okay, it's not going to work for you. Yeah. So we just soon not work with them. And then the third criteria we have, we start our, we, we start our process. We, everybody has to create a vision story. Every, every business owner has to create a vision story. And, and this is something you guys should be doing too. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but, mm-hmm. and so we say, okay, you got to create this vision story. If they're unwilling to do that and they're unwilling to go through that exercise, we don't work with them. So, we, we probably only land, and this is, this is probably the way it should be. We only probably land 35% of the people that we talk to. So there's, there's a big, people say, we're well, losing all the other business. No, we're not really losing anything because I, I would be wasting my time with those people. Yeah. And I want to, I want to pause right there for a second because there's a big misconception with people that think that oh, I just, I need to get as many people in the doors as I can. And that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. You need to get the right people. You guys, you need the right people i'm telling you because like for far too long our business has been the dollar store and walmart of everything we're just seeing anybody and everybody at always low prices Mm -hmm. and like the truth is is that we are not getting people that are coming in that want to invest in a process to get themselves better like not everybody you can we get so many people and i know you probably know this because you you've worked with uh therapists and stuff before but some people literally go to things because their doctor told them to go to it. Absolutely. They're not invested uh, and they're not willing to create the change in the life that they need. They're not willing to follow a process. So you're trying to sell them a product that isn't even matched for them. Well, I'll say it this way in your line of business. Why would you have the insurance mindset for a non-insurance based business? Right? So right. if I'm, if, if my insurance is paying for something, then I have to go to that, you know, in network type thing. And, and okay, I'm going to try to try to choose the best in that network. It may be somebody like you guys. It may not be, but if I'm out of network and I'm choosing myself, typically money is not the concern at that point. It's getting the best, best level of care. And so, you know, if you want to attract me as a client and I go in and you look like the McDonald's again, you know, cut over and over again, or I go in and you're Jay Alexander's or somebody like that, then I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, I want to go to this place. They're, They're a little bit more expensive. But the value is 10 times, 10x what I'm paying. See, I may be paying 30% more, but I'm getting 10x more. That's the mentality you have to think about. That's the clients you want. Now, if you make a strategic decision to go bottom-based pricing, that's fine. But you better find a way to to get people in and out real quick. And it's a whole different business model. It's not one I prescribe to as a business coach. Mm -hmm. And I don't really want to take you there. I don't think that's the right way to go. I don't think you can survive it long-term. I think you're always going to be finding yourself in a pricing war there's yeah you're always going to be a race for the bottom in those cases and that's why like there are so many other clinics like i could name several clinics that you already you know by name i'm sure around the area yes that like they have so many clinics around because they are just doing volume sales they're trying to get as many people through these doors as they can we call in pt where i'm we call those pt mills Yes, That's what we call them. Yes, you know, or or cattle <laughs> mills or whatever. Yes. I mean, you, you do farming, so you understand yes. this. So, uh, I'm kidding, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is the truth, you guys. Really, we gotta hone in on who we're serving, mm-hmm. and then price doesn't really become that big of an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want you guys to understand that when you hone in on your person, price doesn't really become that big of an issue. 
Um, let's see. We already hit that. Man, you're hitting so many questions that I have already like I wrote down. This is amazing. Um, so let me let me ask you this: What um, key performance indicators or key performance metrics uh, in a service-based business tend to move the needle the most? Well, I mean, if you think about when you walk into a service-based business, what impacts you as a customer? You know, I'm a strong believer, and I've proven this over and over through a lot of different businesses I've coached. Whatever impacts the customer positively is what's going to move the needle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's some things you can do behind the scenes that they have that are not necessarily customer based, but I think everything you do, particularly as a solopreneur, has to has to impact the customer in a positive way. What's their experience going to be? Now, if you had a team, and we were talking about teams, I'd say, okay, you got to start with your team first, and then you go to the customer. But since we're solopreneurs, we go straight to the customer. So what are you doing that adds value to that customer that is different than the meals you talked about? You know, can they go to your website and find information that the meals don't, you know, they just have a regular website of, you know, click the button, call us, come in. What can you do that's different? Are you providing information like this, you know, a live broadcast, even if it's just once a month to where your, your, your potential customers can, can go in there and find you and say, oh, wow, this person, they're the expert in this area. It's, it, it's, it's measuring your customer impact. So customer satisfaction to me, the customer satisfaction index is one, one of the biggest ones, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, some things you need to measure for yourself is, are you, are you winning every bid that you put out there? Are you getting every customer? You should not be getting every customer that you talk to. Mm-hmm. If you are, you're underpriced. Yep. If everybody you talk to signs up, there's something wrong. So you, you feel good about it. You think, wow, I must be the you know, the, the right one here. No, no, no. You're doing something wrong. Cause you need some turning away. Yep. So you need to be measuring that. And then I think once the engagement's done, you need to measure, um, and somehow gather information from those people. Okay. What did you like about this? What did you not like about it? What could have been better? That's where the gold is and start tweaking and dialing in those things. And you may say, well, I don't have time for all that. Well, you better find time. Cause this is how, this is how you grow a really profitable, high value business. You have to ask questions. You have to really get into the minutia of it all. Right. Um, and there may be something right now that you're not offering that you just add that and it just explodes your, your value in the marketplace. I don't know what that would be, but. Right. I mean, and, and right now, especially in with the current state of things, I know there are a lot of people that are wanting to add like telehealth services. The problem is right now um, <laughs> with a lot of people, they don't understand what we do as physical therapists anyways. Right. For the most part, most people just really don't, especially not when you get to what I do, um, unless I have a conversation with someone and show them and mm. demonstrate to them, hey, you have a really bad movement pattern here. Hey, this joint is not moving good at all. Hey, yeah, let me show you how we can affect positive change really quickly in you. And these are the steps we're going to take to get you to the result that you want. But a lot of people don't understand what we do as physical therapists. And now we're trying to suddenly panic mode transition to a model that they really don't understand called Mm -hmm. telehealth. Um, What would you say at this point of time would be a better focus for us um, to continue to get our message out to people, Mm -hmm. um, to potentially acquire more clients, and uh, and to affect just really help people i mean i'm about helping people anyway so i I think it's real simple and it's exactly what i'm working on doing as we speak is uh give a lot of value right now Mm -hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, negative 
uh, feedback in the marketplace right now with people out there selling. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you can't sell, so don't get me wrong, but you know, in the past you might do 60% of your marketing might be uh, education and 40% might be selling. Right now you need to be giving away maybe 95% of the time and 5% of the time selling. So to me right now, it's the critical time to build your list. Yeah. Right now is the time to attract clients. People that may not come to you tomorrow and say, yeah, I wanna go ahead and start a program. They may do it in three months from now when the dust kind of settles on this whole mm -hmm. thing. Um, so right now is the time to build a list. So, you know, as a former triathlete and runner, I've used some PT in my life. You know, I've had to work on my Achilles tendon and things of that nature. We can talk about that later. Yeah. It still hurts. It's been years ago, but I mean, you know, every now you get older and it shows up. But so if I went online and I found somebody in my area that was a PT that talked about that and said, Hey, do you have Achilles, you know, heel issues? Here's some stretches you can do. And you just showed me online. Mm. Now you've planted a seed in my mind going, okay, this person, they know what you're talking about. They spoke to me. Right. Now there may only be three or four of us that have Achilles heels issues that watch that, but those three or four people go like, okay, I, they're my people. Mm -hmm. And so when this dust settles and I want to go get work done, that's who I'm calling. And so then, you know, do that on Achilles heel, do, do something on the knee. A lot of people with knee issues, a lot of people with back issues, right? So go online and show people, Hey, if you have a, like my wife, she's, she's a runner and she, she's always have every so often she has lower back issues. Well, we know what it is. Her core strength's not strong enough. And so she'll work on her core and then, you know, so speak to those, somebody like that. There's thousands of runners in, in just Nashville area, for example, give oh, yeah. some specific exercises for runners for knee issue, back issue, Keely, whatever it is, and just start giving that free, whether it's on a YouTube channel, whether it's on Facebook lives, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, build this following right now is the time to build your following. Don't mm -hmm. do a lot of sales. Mm -hmm. Telesales, I've seen it. I mean, literally in the last two days, they've, everybody's everywhere doing telehealth sales. And I'm just like, delete, delete. I'm literally deleting these people. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I, and I honestly, I don't blame you for that. <laughs> like we, we waited too long to really push the button on this to really get it out there yeah. anyways. Yeah. And then we're like, oh my gosh, we needed to tell health switch quick so we can right. make a profit. And, and it's just not the time to do it right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah. everybody's doing it. So you're now not different. Yeah. No, but you, if you come out and go, Hey, here's a package of, you know, this is some, these are some really quick exercises you can do for your back. And I, and I start buying into you. Now I'm starting to watch you. Now I'm following you. Yep. And then you may come out with a, you know, a, an exercise program that's 27 bucks or something that you could sell yep. me in a bit. You know, I might buy that. And then, then when the dust settles, I'm like, okay, I'm calling you. I'm coming to your office. I'm getting the actual PT work done. Right. Now's the time to build thousands of people following you, not trying to sell to a few people because yeah. you're just going to detract people that way. My personal opinion, this is what I'm seeing in the marketplace. I know. It, I appreciate that. So it means a lot coming from you because we're in it. We're in our own system. We're in our right. own world. That's part of the reason why I'm so grateful for you being on here today is because <laughs> we in the PT realm get locked in our own PT minds and we can't see outside of that at what our potential customers um, might want what they might yes. want help with. What are you actually looking at? You know, um, I mean, for me, I work, you know, I, I work with a lot with executives, business owners, um, entrepreneurs, I have some music artists that I work with as well. Um, so for someone like I'm working with, not all of them are athletes, not all of them are runners. Um, so I just to kind of flip the script, what would 
what would you suggest on that end of it? What would somebody like that, how could I add value to them in this time? What would, you know, in their mind, what would, what value could we, could I be able to add to them? To non-runners you're saying? Yeah. Non-runners just more like the average Joe out there. Maybe they're a business owner. Maybe they're, Hmm, um, do you call them out specifically? Say, Hey, business owners. Hey, a lot of you guys have back pain because of how you sit. Um, here's, you know, five tips on how to do da, 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 da. Well, I think you do things that people are hearing about in the workspace that, that, or I'm going to say it's sort of trendy. Like I'm sitting right now at a desk, but this is Mm -hmm. a stand-up desk. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm sitting right now because we're doing this interview. Sometimes I do the interview standing up sometimes, but anyway, this morning I'm sitting down because I'm actually got stuff I'm working on. So later I'll lift this desk up and I'll stand probably 80% of my day because I know it's better for me. Right. Okay. But why is it better for me? Nobody's told me why. Right. Ah, there you go. Cool. So, so go out there and talk to business owners, say, Hey, look, here's why we recommend stand up desk. And here's how you should use a stand. I mean, should you stand all day? Should you stand half day? You know, so people are buying a stand up desk. And they don't know what the heck to do with them. There you go. So there's a perfect example of something that if, that if an expert in the physical realm could teach me how to use my stand-up desk or maybe how to do a few exercises during the day to alleviate some, you know, the back of my legs being tight when I sit or whatever it might be. And then tie that into today's crazy world of, okay, this is how you relieve stress without having to go do full 30 minute exercise, which you know, I do anyway, but still some people don't. So how can I relieve stress in a busy day in this crazy time? You know, there's things like that, that somebody needs to speak into that people aren't really touching. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and if you guys have any holistic methods you use to relieve stress, you know, whether it's essential oils or whatever it is that you believe in that goes along with everything else you do speak to some of those things because right. people are really listening for, for simple ways to do things today. And, and they're at home. A lot of people are at home right now. Business owners are not usually used to being stuck in an hour from home regularly. So it's no big deal to me, but mm-hmm. they're, they're going, okay, what do I do different now? My gym's shut down. What do I do? Yep. You know, at the gym, I knew what to do. I just followed the machines and did what they said. Now, what do I do? Yeah. You know, grab a couple of cartons of milk and do curl, whatever, you know, come up <laughs> with something, some home exercises. People say, I don't even have a home gym. What do I do? Yeah. You know how to do pushups, right? versus doing them wrong. I mean, just simple things that you guys take for granted. See, the problem is you guys take them for granted. The people out in the world are like, wait, I don't know how to do a push up right. I don't know how to do a sit up right. You know, people can hurt their backs doing the wrong sit up. So exactly. teach them these things because that's that's how you build an expertise. And it's those simple things you start with that get turned into a big, big potential over time. Gosh, see, that is so incredible because I, again, we get locked into thinking like oh this is not really that complex well (laughs) yes it is (laughs) a push-up is a very complex thing you're on your toes you're holding your core tight you're not arching your back too heavy you're not letting your shoulder blades pop off your back like a a cat at the zoo you know we we don't we take that stuff so for granted because it's automatically ingrained in us yes but when you break it down to the simplest form like okay here's how to stay fit while you're going through this virus scare yeah that's powerful for people. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, that's powerful. Man, that is that is absolutely amazing. Um, so, let, I'm going to ask you this because this uh, this particular one hits a lot of people because a lot of people really underestimate this, in my opinion. But I want to get your feedback. Realistically, how much effort do you typically see an individual, like a solopreneur, uh, when they're putting when they're doing their business and they're saying they're struggling? 
how much effort you actually see that they are putting towards a focused target to get to where they're supposed to be. Are they really focused? Are they kind of sort of focused? Are they not focused at all? And then are they really even putting that much effort into it? What are you been seeing as a business coach? Uh, well, it's funny because solopreneurs, um, there, there's a, there's several there's several traps for solopreneurs that I've seen, and I fell in this trap when I first started out, and it, it's called um, you know isolations number one. You got to be plugged into some. You got to be talking to people. So the fact that they're part of your group that's huge. Um, one of the things that I do, I do, I have uh, like a mastermind on Monday afternoon for solopreneurs that I do, I run just simply because if they don't talk to somebody once a week, I mean, you're in isolation. You don't have, you don't have a board of directors to talk to. You don't have a bunch of employees around you. You don't, you know, you need an advisory group. So get an advisory group. Um, so the second piece of that, to that answer is you need to, you need to work on MMAs. MMAs are money making activities. So you need to measure yourself. And one of the things that I prescribe to for, for all business owners, but specifically solopreneurs that we're talking to right now is having a uh, non-negotiable weekly schedule. Mm -hmm. You need to set up a weekly schedule, lock it in your calendar and do the things in your calendar. If you don't do that, then you're floating all over the place and you don't know what to do next. You're, you're mm -hmm. constantly bouncing from one thing to the other and you never quite get your website where you want it. You never quite get the, the, the video done for how to do a push up. You know, you, you don't get these things done. So you need to do money-making activities. So right now we said building a list is the most important thing you can do. And I still believe that right now in this environment, that is a money-making activity because that the bigger your list, the more you will actually do with it over time. Mm -hmm. Your list equals an asset, right? Your email list is an asset. So so like we talked about before, start with your vision story. What do you want a year from now? What is your goal? What is your plan? And the vision story, you can get in a lot of details um, about that. We won't get into that. Then, then you got to create a business model that matches that vision story. So we talked about the business model, creative productization. What are you, what are you really going to focus on? What are you going to be the expert in? Um, then you got to set yearly, monthly, weekly, and daily plans in your calendar and then do them. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the people that follow the basics, the everyday disciplines that will win in the long run. But people have these grandiose ideas. And there's people that are listening to me right now that had these great ideas about doing the push-ups. And they're going, I'm going to create all these videos and do all these things. And they'll get off here and they'll never do anything with it. Yep. Because you don't start with that one little small step. you got to make that one little small step. And then as you go and learn and get the feedback we talked about, then you adjust your products and your services accordingly. You may find out that, man, you hit a gold mine with this push-up thing and you're going to focus on men over 50 doing push-ups, mm -hmm. and that may be your gold mine. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, then what you have to do is then you have to live with that calendar and hold yourself accountable. And, and that's why you want this other group that you're part of that can help hold you accountable to that calendar. So I'll give you an example. My example is my Mondays is what I call my mastermind Monday. I have a mastermind I'm a part of that I that I get stuff from. I also run a couple of masterminds on Mondays. So Mondays is my, what I call my Monday because mm -hmm. I'm focused on me and building myself for the week. My Tuesdays and Thursdays are all about coaching days. I coach only on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I, you know, he stands for my peach day. So Tuesdays and Thursdays are my peach days. Wednesdays is what I call my work day. It's the day, it's the day I work on my business, not in my business. So I have to have a day where I work on my business. So Wednesdays, you'll see me doing podcast interviews that I'm putting on my podcast channel. You'll see me doing marketing activities, all those kind of things. 
then Fridays is what I call my free day. I'm either out on my farm or I'm taking that time and doing something in my business incredible that I want to do. It's what I want to do. It's my free day. So I don't work on Fridays technically. Mm -hmm. I choose what I want to do on Fridays. And then each of those days have its own specific buckets, like podcasting every Wednesday afternoons, Wednesday mornings, the time I do my marketing. And I just do that every week in and out. And I do that three week, the first three weeks of the month. The fourth week of the month, I schedule nothing. So every, every month I have one week that's just empty. So I either go on vacation with my family or I can, matter of fact, this is, this is the fourth week of the month. I chose to be on here with you in my free week. And I, but I, it's something I wanted to do. Yeah. Times we're in right now. So I'm, I'm using this week to do some of the things we talked about earlier. I'm trying to build my channels up and build uh, this right now. And I'm choosing to do that this week. It's spring break for my daughters. We would normally have been on vacation, but of course, nobody's going anywhere. So I said, okay, I'm going to be at home. Yeah. Uh, I'll do that. Well, I just want to say I really appreciate that. And uh, we've got nine people on live. You guys, I just want you all to just really quickly go ahead and give a big thank you to Mr. Gray, because this has been amazing. If you guys have thought this has been just nothing but absolute fire, because it really has been, this has been amazing. Uh, put it in the comments to the side. Just, I, I, want, I want you guys to just light the chat box up on Facebook and just let us know how amazing this has been for you. Um, because I know for me, this has been, this has been so good for me. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to bring you in this group is it's, it's kind of selfish, but at the same point of time, it's like, it, this is a message that we all need. Everybody needs this. That's why I reached out to you. I was like, gosh, I got to get this guy. I got to figure out a way how to get him and interview him. So I sent you the video message before and I was like, I'm going to try to get him again. And I sent you the message. You're like, okay, let's do this. I'm like, yes. And I knew, I knew if I brought you in here that this would bring transformation to people. Um, and so I just want to say thank you. And the comments are coming in. Michael John says, thank you for solopreneurs. Um, da, 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 da. She's just writing down some of the things. She said, yes, thank you so much. Christopher says, thank you um just hopped on live i'm sure he's going to catch the replay but thank you we're getting a lot of people coming and commenting and saying thank you um i've got how much time do you have mr gray i know you've got a busy day but how much i've, time do you I've got a hard stop at the top of the hour perfect okay uh two more questions and then uh, on my end that's all i've got okay. um best tips for sales because this is a sales group. <laughs> what? Because you, you, I mean, you're doing amazing apparently. And I, I just, I love learning. So your best tips for sales. So you're talking about selling. You got to give me a little more context. You want to sell online, sell face-to-face? -face, what, what uh, mostly face-to-face. -face. We do have a few people that do um, some online sales. So let's, let's do face-to-face -face and then we can break it apart. If you, if, if we have the time, uh, okay. we'll break it apart into online sales, but face-to-face -face first, because a lot of people are doing that. Yeah, face-to-face -face sales, to me, it's, it's all about asking just a few questions and not saying a whole lot. Um, we, we tend to talk too much as salespeople. And, you know, in a, in a disc profile, I'm a DI. So if you know what the disc is, some of you do, some of you don't. But I'm a driver and an influencer. That's what D&I is. Um, and so, but I'm an introvert. So, you know, sitting here talking to me, you would not know that I was an introvert. And if I didn't tell you that, but I'm, you know, I'm cerebral and, you know, my Saturday morning, I like to go out in the woods and on the farm and be by myself kind of thing. So I'm an introvert. So that's where I feel. Yeah. So I'm saying that to tell you this, it doesn't matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert 
or a DI or a CS on the on the display. This all applies to everybody. And I, and I say that because this is where some people say, well, I'm just not a salesperson. And I'll say that's about the, I can show you my bulls back here on my field. That's bull crap. You know, that, that everybody's a salesperson. We yep. all have to sell. Yes. And so everybody can learn to sell. So what you have to do is you have to ask them questions. So like, let me just use an example. Like coaching, the first thing I'll ask somebody is, I'm talking to a business owner, I go, hey, what have you overcome to this point in your business? They don't want to tell me the story they've overcome. Oh, I've overcome this. So maybe you can say the same thing to somebody. What have you overcome in your physical life before you've met me? And I would tell you, oh, I had to overcome this Achilles heel thing. It took two and a half years. I did all this stuff. I finally got through it. And I was able to you know, go run marathons again or whatever. So then you're going, hey, Adam on the back to me, that's fantastic. I'm so glad you did that. Second question is, okay, what are you trying to overcome now? Because mm. whatever that is, that's what you're going to help them with. So it's just that simple. You'll know everything you need to know if you ask those two questions. What have you overcome so far in your physical journey? Well, I did this, right? And then the second question is, what do you need to overcome now? Just be quiet and listen. And then you can ask clarifying questions as they're, you know, as they're talking about it, but listen more than you talk. Because whatever they bring up to you. So if I, so if you were doing me and I said, okay, I overcome my Achilles, but now, you know, I'm trying to deal with, you know, shoulder pain or something. Okay. So tell me what's happening with your shoulder. You see what I mean? And you start digging in. So first off, you've basically told me you've overcome something before. I'm proud of you for doing that. Let's do it again. This time I'm going to help you. And, and you just listen, and then you just start following that path or whatever it is they want. And, and and then once they kind of run out of juice of saying it, then you say, okay, mind if we do a few things to see what's really troubling you? Sure, you know, and you, you move my arm around or whatever it is. And I, see, now I'm, I've leaned into you. I'm saying, okay, this is the person that's going to help me. So yeah. you're trying to, you want them to be the hero, not you. Yeah. And you want to be the guide yeah. for that hero. Oh man, I love that. I know um, you probably know Donald Miller. He's down there in yes. the Franklin area. He yes. he is so big on story and the yes. hero's journey. Yes. And I love that so much because, and I actually like, uh, I told the people in the group, I, I literally sold a lady. Um, I was driving, I was driving back from an appointment in Franklin back home. Um, and I, I actually, I, I don't live in Franklin. We're moving to Franklin. Um, I live in Mount Juliet, but I was driving home through Nashville traffic and this lady was telling me her story and she was telling me, yeah, I had this issue with knee pain. Okay. You know, you know, I kind of walked her on the, uh, on the path and I said, okay, you know what, how's that affecting you now? Uh, how have you done it in the past? How's that affecting you now? And she told me uh, some things. Okay. Um, and I brought her into a story and I, I told her a story about a client that I'm working with. Mm. And I said, you know, Three months ago, he was the he was forty pounds heavier, and um, he was having all of these knee issues. He attributed a lot of it to his weight, um, and he just wasn't confident. He had all these other issues, and I just like we just I told his story, made him the hero. It wasn't me. I was just guiding him along the way. Mm. It was because of all the effort that he did and the process that we took him under that he was able to go from being forty pounds heavier at uh, 285 pounds to now he's 245 pounds, feeling amazing, no wow. knee pain, able to squat to parallel. She was like, oh my gosh, sign me up for that. And I sold her a $2,500 package on the phone through yeah. Nashville traffic. It's a story. People believe story and they don't forget story. Yeah. So let me give you two other questions you can ask 
on the closing side of things. And I don't like to say this is a hard close. I don't believe in hard close selling that at all because that's just, nobody likes that, right? No. <laughs> but let me tell you some things you can ask. So, so again, do my shoulder and you go, okay, I think I know what we need to do. Question is not, hey, you need to do 20 sessions and here's how much it costs. Don't do that. Say, what are you willing to do to get the shoulder fixed? Well, I'm willing to come in here some, you know, how long do you, th how many, how many sessions do you think? They, well, I think it's going to be, would you be willing to do 20 sessions to get your shoulder fixed? And I'm going, yeah, of course I would. Right. Why would I say, no, I'm not willing to do that. I mean, I don't want my shoulder fixed. So then you go, okay, Mr. Gray, what, what's it going to be like if you don't fix this? Let them see if they don't do this, what's going to be like. I guess my shoulder just keep hurting. I can't, I can't hardly sleep at night. I sleep on my, you know, right side and, and I have to sleep on my left side because my right side hurts. And so you're, you're kind of building this, basically their story for them. You go, well, if you we do the 20 sessions, I know we can get this thing fixed. Mm -hmm. And here's what the package looks like. You just go right into it. See, they just basically said they're going to do it. And then you walk them into it. You have to use your style. I'm just giving, I'm just giving yeah. you, you know, ideas here, but you have to use your style. And that's, that's really a close, but it's not a hard close. It's more of a, hey, I'm doing it with you close. Let's walk together yeah. into this close. And it's you get them to agree. It's the yes yeah. thing. It's like initially in sales, we talk about get as many yeses along the way as you can. Uh, and then at the end of it, they're more apt to tell you yes. Um, as you take them along, does this make sense? And whenever I'm working with someone, I always communicate back and forth. And hey, how does that sound? How does that feel? Does this make sense? Yes, 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 yes. And we're working along the way because at the end, if I really feel like I can help them, mm -hmm. I'm going to sell to them and I'm going to try to continue to say yes on sale. <laughs> well, I'll give you one caveat to that and one trick. I say trick. I don't mean it as a trick in like psychology trick or anything, but there is one thing you want to do. And that is also allow your client somewhere along the way to say no. Yeah. Because if you do allow them to say no, now they feel in control. If you never allow a no to come out, Matter of fact, I would I would put a question in there somewhere along the way that prompts a no. And that way they now feel in control. And so when they do say yes, they feel like they're doing it in control. If, wow. you, if you just say yes, 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 they almost feel like tricked into it. Like, you know, the, the wife will go home and say, well, why'd you do that? And he'd be like, uh, we can't we can't afford that. She, I don't know. I just I just I don't know. I just said they just kept saying yes. Yeah. And they'll feel duped and they may back out of it. But if you allow them to say no once, somewhere along the way, it's it's it just gives them an essence of control yeah i actually love that uh, and i've I honestly i've never heard that in any of the sales teaching that i've heard and i've done a lot of sales training uh i've paid a lot of money yeah. for sales training and honestly yeah. i've never i've never gotten that from anyone so, well i got that from it's not really a sales technique it's more of a negotiation technique but mm -hmm. sales is negotiation so okay. um at the end of the day uh, you know I've done a lot of negotiation. I'm a hired negotiator. I do some of that. If you allow them to have that no somewhere on the front end, it just calms them. It allows them to feel like they're not being pushed. Yeah. So it's, it's a good pressure relief. For right. You. So how I typically will do it as I, at the front end, I'll tell people straight up. I said, all right, I'm going to take a look at you and we're going to make the decision together whether this makes sense or not. So give them the option to say no at the beginning. Like if they want it or if they don't want it, that's typically what I've been, but I, I have to figure out how to incorporate that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cause I actually love that. 
um, because I've been pushed. I mean, I've been I've been to the used car salesman types, and I've been pushed, and it's felt gross, and it's felt terrible, and I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nobody really actually likes that type of sales. They mm-hmm. want to feel like they're. I, I call it shopping with your best friend. I mean, like you really feel like they have your genuine best interest at heart. You're just walking into the sale together. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about online sales because we do have a couple of people that are doing online sales as well. What are your uh, top sales tips for online uh, sales for people? Uh, first thing I say is educate, educate, educate. I mean, you cannot educate enough. And so, you know, if you just run ads, you do okay, but you need to you need to be doing a piece of education too, and I've seen lately that a lot of people are actually starting to run educational ads, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. So you may run one ad to attract people to your educational pieces, and not even try to sell them anything, because I'll mm-hmm. click on that ad, mm-hmm. and then I'll fall into your funnel, if you will, and I'll learn some stuff from you, and then you can come back and retarget me, you know, through Facebook Pixel or whatever, and say, okay, hey, here's a package we just rolled out. It happens to address everything you just learned. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's uh, more appropriate in today's climate, even without everything going on, especially with everything going on now. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the way to approach sales uh, online. Um, the other thing is too, I think if you, you know, as you're educating, you wanna you want to always give the what and sell the how. Mm-hmm. So here's what you need to be doing. You need to be doing these exercises. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing this. Then I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you my program to tell you how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So give them all the what's. And there may be one or two people that will figure out how to do the what's without teaching them the how. But you're the experts going to teach them the how. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you tell me I should be using the stand-up desk, here's all the benefits for it, da 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 And then later you teach me here's the how. Right. And oh, by the way, here's a stand up desk we recommend. Put your affiliate link under. You might make a few sales on the affiliate link. Yeah. So there's other ways to make sales other than just your core product. You have to think about it in this, this crazy world today. Um, but if, if, you, if I know, like, so if I'm following one of you guys, you ladies, and I see you as that expert, then why would I not go for you for more of that stuff? Yeah. And then I'm going to recommend somebody else. I'm going to recommend maybe my daughter or my wife or, who, you know. Hey, this person knows what they're talking about. Right. So it's a, it's a long-term game. It's not a short-term game. Right now, people are playing too much short-term. They're yep. scared and panicked. Yep. Once they play the long-term game, we're going to win like crazy when this thing turns. Yep. Yep. That's exactly. That's what, and that's what I tell people. That's why I, I connect with the entrepreneurs and the business leaders, like the people that are actually doing successful businesses, they're in it for the long game. Absolutely. They're in it because otherwise they have like their house goes away, their car goes away, their life disseminates yes. and they don't have anything anymore. They're not the people that are just like a fire, you know, a, a bottle rocket, shoot up and pow. Oh, that was nice. Uh, that's not the way they are. Right. Um, so that that's really cool. Uh, I, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, last question here that I've got for you is if uh, if you were one of us, Starting from ground zero, <laughs> where would you go? How would you go about building a business? Well, I would do, you know, probably three things that I would that I would do that I didn't do when I first started that I would do differently. One of them I kind of did, but uh, three of them. Number one is I would find somebody that's been where I want to go and talk to them. Yeah. I would do that 
over and over again. I'd find as many, many mentors as I could find and, and, and ask them what mistakes have you made? I don't care what yeah. they're doing good. I want to know what mistakes they made because that's, yep. that's where the gold is. Yep. Um, the second thing I would do is I would join the mastermind group or, or a group of people in my industry that, so I'm not isolated. Yeah, that's one that I really first two or three years I was on my own. It very difficult. I didn't have that group, and I, my friends and relatives, everybody that I was, they had no clue what I was trying to do. And they couldn't understand. Hey, you left this really great corporate. You know, I was very successful. You know, left this corporate world, and you're going to go start your own thing. Are you crazy? And so you need somebody that's doing what you're doing. And then the third thing is, I think I would, I would fail as fast as I could on so many areas. And I would, and I would, and then I would find, okay, where's my focus? And I would dig deep. I would productize as soon as I could. Wow. That's what I would do. That is amazing. Um, so find someone who's been there. And this is so crazy because I literally put out the mentor program, which is honestly, is one of the cheapest programs I offer for uh, business coaching for physical therapists. I put it out probably three-ish weeks ago now. Mm. Um, had 60 people join it and it, it's been really amazing. Uh, and there, it's a community of people. And here's the cool part. There are people that are just getting started in their business. They haven't even opened their business. You got somebody that like last month did $19,000. I did $21,000 last month. Um, and you get all of these people in the same group. You get to learn from the mistakes. You get to learn from my mistakes. I'm pulling people on live. That's yes. the beauty of having a community of people is you get to learn from all the junk. Absolutely. They've, that they've been through, which is amazing. So I encourage you guys join. It doesn't have to be mine. I don't care. Like I have joined masterminds outside of healthcare. I've joined masterminds in healthcare. I've done all kinds of things to better myself and learn from people. And I want you to hear this from somebody out there who has done it himself outside of the healthcare realms, who's telling you the exact same thing that I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. You need to get around people. I don't care who it is. You need to get around somebody that's going to help you move forward mm -hmm. and fail as fast as you can. That is amazing. That is probably one of my favorite things I've heard from you for the day because a lot of people get caught up on the failures and they don't see it as an opportunity. And uh, one of my favorite um, uh, coaches, gosh, her name escapes me now, um, but she wrote the book, Everything is Figure Outable. And gosh, she's a really big name, but she, uh, she will often say, I, I, I either win or I learn, but I don't fail. I don't lose. Mm -hmm. So failure is actually a learning point, you guys. Um, and you learn from that. You get up as fast as you can and you move. Yeah. So, you don't learn if you don't fail. That's just a fact. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Mr. Gray, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you again so much for being on here. If, uh, and I'm going to post some, uh, some, uh, links to your book. I'm going to post a link to your podcast. There it is. Um, this is perfect <laughs> right there. He's got it for yep. us all. This is on freedom. Same name on my podcast. You, yep. Yep. You better believe I'm going to go on there right now. It's Marie Forleo. That's who yep. it was. Um, and, uh, so I'm going to go buy the book like right now, um, uh, because I think it's going to be amazing and I've got the time to read it. So I'm going to read it. Um, so 
what are other ways that we can connect with you? Um, what are some of the other offerings that you have that would be beneficial for us? Well, if you go to the Business Owner Freedom website, obviously you can find the book there. You can also uh, sign up for a mastermind there if you're interested in a mastermind. Um, that's the best place to get me is just go to businessownerfreedom.com. I also have my website under gregorygray.com and it's kind of in the in flux right now. So it, it'll be live soon. It, it's all about high performers and we needed the high performers. So uh, we'll do a lot of workshops on uh, leadership and those type of things. And we're actually going to do a financial workshop here in the next few months for your business and and um you know we find that those workshops they're live like this they really help a lot and, and can come out of a lot of things and just picking a lot of solopreneurs lately and it seemed like they're really uh claiming for some materials so we might do something for solopreneurs in the near future as well because it's it's uh tough being a solopreneur you, yeah. need, you need some people around you you know that's the truth uh, it's critical that, so. that is absolutely the truth well again i just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart i know this is going to help it should help all 394 people in this group. Yeah. If they don't all get on this thing and watch this. I'm going to send them direct messages. and be like, get on there and go watch this because this is amazing. So thank you again for your time. Yeah. And I know you've got to go. You said you have to go at the top of the hour. So yep. we're going to stop it right here. Um, thanks again, Mr. Gray. And you guys, go out there, buy that book. Okay. If you've got 13, I think I saw it on Amazon for like $13. Just go buy the book uh, and read this thing and, and learn. Right now is a great time to learn, y'all. Um, and then go sign up for his, I'm sure he has a newsletter on his website that you can sign up for, yep. uh, all different kinds of offerings. Go check out. I'm going to post it in the comments under the Facebook Live. And this will go up on the podcast as soon as I can get it up. Uh, it will be on the High Ticket Physical Therapist podcast. And again, thank you so much, Mr. Gray. Hey, it's my pleasure. Y'all have a wonderful day.